Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. In this podcast, you will hear stories about how real people have experienced awesome changes by embracing a plant-based diet. Today, we're speaking to So Good founder, Cynthia Nevels, a woman who has turned grief into stepping stones in her pursuit to heal herself, her son, and others. It all began over a decade ago when she witnessed the amazing power of plant-based food in her own health journey. Here's a snippet of her testimony shared recently on Instagram Live. I realized that this just wasn't for me and I wanted to take control of my own health and my life. And uh, at the time, I just discovered that I had Graves' disease. And over time, I started eating much more healthy, started eating more plants and fruits, and eventually, over time, all of my symptoms, all of them, were gone. And so I'm really, truly proud of the fact that I can say, for me, my personal journey, that plants really did change my life. Are you ready to be inspired? Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. Chef Cynthia, a super mom who's given birth to three children and created a business which brings healthy fast food options to her entire community. Her plant-based food truck was voted the best food truck in Dallas by the Dallas Observer. Thank you for joining us today, Cynthia. Thank you, Stacey. I appreciate the opportunity. I am so excited to have you here. I love everything that you're doing, your mission, the food that you're bringing to people. Um, so you're currently living in North Texas? I am. I live in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Is this where you're from originally? I'm from a suburb outside of Dallas called Grand Prairie, Texas. Oh. Um, and then I moved to California for a bit during the dot-com craze and then moved to Houston and then back to Dallas. I'm back home now. Okay, so you moved around quite a bit. Now, can you tell us about what the vegan culture is like in North Texas? The vegan culture in Dallas is exploding. <laughs> I'm actually very proud of what we have been able to accomplish. And when I say we, I mean the community of vegan chefs that are here. I think that the community of vegan chefs are actually a um, great deal more innovative than a lot of places. The people talk about Los Angeles and Portland and uh, New York as hotbed for vegan food and innovative vegan food. But I believe that Dallas is taking the Southwest by storm. We really have a number of talented chefs who are bringing to the table, no pun intended, um, some really remarkable dishes that are all plant-based. I, I think that is super awesome. I, I have to tell you that I used to live in, in the Dallas area. Uh, I used to work up there at 
NBC DFW and it was the total opposite <laughs> at the time. So I am I'm really excited about everything that's going on in North Texas because when I lived there, the option was the option period <laughs> was uh, Spiral Diner. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So I started this company technically in 2012 in Houston out of my kitchen. And then I, when my son got his transplant and was permitted to move, we were permitted to move back home in 2014, I officially launched Soul Good at the Dallas Farmer's Market. And I was one of the first, um, aside from Spiral, and then there was one other Indian restaurant that was vegan in this market. There weren't options at all. And I often tell people, that when I first started, people thought I was crazy to start a vegan vegetarian food company in <laughs> the heart of Texas, you know, yes. in beef country. And I just, I believe that wasn't crazy. Well, I am a little crazy, but I, in a good way. <laughs> yes, yes. That is so awesome. Because I know the other company is, I think, Cosmic Cafe. It was Cosmic Cafe in Dallas and then the Spiral Diner. So yeah. so you were like the next person to bring plant-based options to North Texas. I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the first uh, African-American woman to actually launch a vegan food truck, um, wow. I think in Texas completely. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Thank you. So let's back up a little bit. Can you tell us... Why did you begin this plant-based journey? What inspired you to embrace this lifestyle? Well, I've been vegetarian for 12 years now. And I started, you know, I was sitting in my house in Grand Prairie. I was a single mom and I was, I was tired of feeling tired all of the time. I was tired of the newfound illness. I was diagnosed with Graves' disease. Uh, which is a thyroid disease, and that impacts a lot. Um, before I had heard of Graves' disease, I had no idea the power of the thyroid and hormones and the impact that in all of the things that it controls in your body. Well, I was on medication. I didn't like it. I don't like prescription medicines, um, but I needed it. My hair was falling out. My eyes were bulging. I had a goiter that was huge. My weight fluctuated between 250 pounds to 170 pounds back and forth all of the time, and I didn't know why. And um, once they discovered that it was the thyroid issue, I just started researching and started trying to figure out what it all meant and, and what was going to happen to me. And then I felt, fell upon a couple of books, one of which was Whole, um, and then uh, some movies, and learned about meat and <laughs> I was off. I was I was done. And once I started educating myself and truly understanding the source of my food and what the impact it has on my body, I I said I can take control of this and that's what I did. Um the restaurant came about not because of that revelation. The restaurant came about because of my son and his need he was born with cystic fibrosis, which is a hereditary genetic disease um, that was wreaking havoc on his body, and he was in need of a double organ transplant. 
And I was just trying to, as a single mom struggling to care for him and keep him alive, I was just trying to figure out how could I make his day better? How could I improve his quality of life? And the only thing that I had in my control at that time was the food that I fed him. And so, you know, out of necessity came innovation. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in making that transition? Some of the biggest challenges that I faced making the transition in the beginning, I'm a Southern girl born and raised in Texas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so uh, you can imagine that my family made fun of me quite often. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They thought I was the weird girl. They thought I was, uh, (laughs) for lack of a better word, tripping. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't understand why I didn't want to eat meat and, um, they just, they didn't understand it. This was all new. Let me tell you, a lot of people in my family and friends didn't even know what the word vegan meant. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't understand the difference between vegan and vegetarian at all back in 2010, whenever I started, Um, 12 years ago, actually. And so there was a tremendous learning curve, as well as this whole cultural shift within me that was spilling over into my family and to my friends who were curious, but didn't understand, but also didn't want to change at the same time. And my journey wasn't about me changing them. It was purely about changing what me And so I just faced a lot of teasing. I faced a lot of people doubting that I would stick with it, thinking that it was the diet and a fad, Um, people not wanting to eat my food uh, when they, because I was the one who cooked and people come to my house to eat. And then when I changed, you know, in the beginning, I would try and do meat options and plant-based options just to make people happy and then that stopped because I just I didn't believe in it anymore so I didn't want to do it but because I was a great cook people started to come over to the light (laughs) over time it took some years but people started to sit up and pay attention Another challenge that I faced, aside from family and friends teasing and not really truly understanding and adopting, was access to the foods that I needed or wanted. Back then, this food wasn't on every shelf in the store. It was not in Tom Thumb or Safeway. It was not in Walmart, for sure. It was not in Whole Foods, even, or Central Market. It wasn't available or readily available. And so... You had to become really creative with what was available and open-minded. That's one of the things that I tell people a lot. If your mind is closed, you're not ready because eventually you're going to be bored with just eating salad every day. That's the truth. And so um, one of the challenges was access to new foods. And since I started this company, there has been this rush to release innovative plant-based foods processed of course yes but still a rush and a a kind of flooding of the market of new products that people can eat that are now readily available via mainstream in the grocery stores that to me makes me very excited and I actually feel a little bit a part of that so what are some of the so you have to deal with 
the your family kind of looking at you like, okay, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> so as time passed and they were able to experience more of your food and your creations, did that make them change or do you still face some criticism about your lifestyle? So I've been in this for 12 years now as a vegetarian. I'm now in 2019 officially transitioning to the vegan lifestyle and um, the goal is to be fully transitioned by December 31st, which I've already started. So I have no doubt that that will be the case. I'll be successful with that. Um, however, I'm, I'm, I have now a lot of family members and friends, as well as customers, who are transitioning to vegetarian, to vegan, because of my advocacy and because of what I've shared and my honesty and transparency about this transition and the journey. And I even had my brother, who was a hardcore He's always been about health. He owns um, a sports network and um, has always been about health and physical fitness, but he hasn't always eaten well. And so he just literally called me Monday and was giving his testimony as to, hey, I'm trying this vegan thing and I'm kind of liking it right now. And I like the way I feel and I like my energy level and I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. And in my mind, I'm thinking... I told you so. <laughs> but to your point, you know, I do have a lot of people who, because they either listen to me, watch me, see me, or have tried my food, think more about eating plant-based more often than before. And that makes me really, really happy. That's awesome. So after you made the switch, and we, you, your brother, he gave his testimony about how the food has impacted him positively. What are some of the personal changes, like as you've made your transition, what are some of the differences you've seen? Um, well, as for me, um, like for instance, now my boyfriend eats a lot more plant-based foods, less meat. Um, he still struggles sometimes going back and forth, but he also is very cognizant about what he puts into his body as well. And with that, I am grateful because I want him to be around for a long time. I want my mom to be around for a long time, my brother, my children, my daughter, whom of which is vegetarian now, on her own, not because I make her. I mean, she eats what I cook, but she made the decision, I want to say about eight months ago on her own, that she's not going to eat meat anymore. And, um, and she struggles with that. And what I mean by that, I just realized, or it has been brought to my attention by my daughter, that there are some meals at school that she skips because the school doesn't provide foods that she can eat. It's all meat-based. And I was... I was floored. I was upset because my daughter's at school not eating, number one, and uh, and I didn't know, number two, that there aren't more options for her. And so that's something I'm going to get on and talk more about and um, try and impact. Um, I have a contract with Dallas Independent School District to promote bring education centered around plant-based and whole foods and hopefully we'll get that started here soon to educate the staff and administrative staff and the cooks and the chefs and 
and hopefully trickle into the students to encourage them to eat more delicious plant-based foods that they recognize and will want to eat and making it available to these kids early. Um, that's what I hope that we will be able to, no, that's what we're going to do. Not that I hope, we're going to do that. Yes, speak it into the existence. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's, that's, I love that. I mean, because our children are our future, you know? And so if we're not feeding them properly or planting those seeds, they're just gonna, it's just gonna be the, the maintenance of the status quo, which is this, you know, the standard American diet. Which is killing <laughs> us, let's just be honest. It, it really is killing us. Um, some of the things that we experience, some of these uh, diseases that we experience are directly caused by the foods that we put into our bodies voluntarily. And I wrote in my book that people are, food to people is sacred. It's something that is really, really important to people. It's not easy to let go of the things that you grew up on or that you were used to and the flavors that you are familiar with and the texture and so forth. Some recipes are trickled down from generations to generations, and it's just hard for people to let those things go or to, to see it in a different way, meaning to veganize it. I get that. I understand it. But at the same time, when you start to educate yourself and really truly understand what those foods are, how they came about, and what they do to your body immediately as soon as it hits your tongue, if you care about yourself, you'll change. That's, that's a good point. Um, because really, it is uh, as much as it is like a, a, a transition of just what you're eating, it's like it starts in the mind. It's because it's culturally ingrained that we eat certain things that our plate has a centerpiece of of meat and everything else is a side. That's right. I had recently had I have this option for folks who need help transitioning to the plant based lifestyle, either vegan or vegetarian. The way I look at things, go at the pace that's comfortable for you. And um, so I have these one-on-one -on -one sessions that people can book with me to either talk about recipes, cooking, struggles, challenges, ideas, tips, whatever you need to support you, I'm there for you. And so I recently had a session with a young woman, beautiful young woman, who was in the midst of transitioning to the vegan lifestyle and just struggling. I mean, just what to eat, what to cook, what to choose at the grocery store. I don't know how to cook. And so I fall off often. I really crave meat, but I know I don't want it. I mean, those real things that people, you know, face when they're transitioning. And so I was just talking to her about options and selections and and alternatives and what it all means and and how the fast food industry will get us with the sugar, salt, and fat and how we it's so hard to let go of that and it's not your fault it's it's chemically the way it's designed right and um just being very honest with her and in saying you know if you don't want to harm your body and hurt yourself and pay later meaning with prescriptions and in doctors bills and so forth do it now change now and take 
control of your body's future. And that's another thing that we hear a lot from people is just, okay, um, if I'm not eating meat, what am I eating? Like, they, it's like you have to totally revamp your, your plate. Yeah. And so I was explaining to her about how I, I can have a really, I can have a wonderful time with sides if I'm out at a restaurant. As long as you ask the right questions as to what's in it, you know, making sure there isn't bacon in it or bacon grease or, Mm -hmm. you know, those elements in the sides that you're selecting. But you can eat very hearty and very healthy and tasteful uh, with choosing sides when you're out. And so one of the things that I told her was, you know, create a list of restaurants that you frequent and then look to see what they have available that could fall into the category of vegan or vegetarian for her and put it on the list that's always accessible when you're out and about and too busy to prepare your own foods and take them with you so that you don't get caught without some options available to you immediately. And because that's where people fail is feeling like number one, that they can't get full off of the vegetables that are available in the restaurant industry, right? Because you can. And number two, not being prepared. That's true. I like that that you brought up the social aspect of it because that's that can be another barrier for people um, just living their life, uh, not just going out for dinner with friends, but sometimes even at business functions, uh, everything is catered and usually it's not veggie friendly. So it's like, how do you navigate all that? Yeah. In the beginning, when I first started Soul Good, <laughs> I posted something to the fact that if I go to one more banquet and they give me a hummus wrap, <laughs> I'm going to throw it at them. <laughs> and I meant that because I, at the time I was still growing and didn't know that I actually love hummus. But at the time, that's all they would make available to vegan or vegetarians would be a tortilla wrapped with cucumbers and hummus. And I'm thinking, is this the most innovative that you can be to provide us food when my counterpart next to me is eating rubber chicken and mashed potatoes and and asparagus and <laughs> carrots? But this is what you came up with me I get get out of here. You can do better. All of these restaurants can do better. All of these schools can do better and provide more innovative and delicious foods that taste like what people are used to versus just thinking just feed them lettuce. Get out of here. So so that's one of the misconceptions is that uh like when you're living a plant-based life that you're basically just eating salads <laughs> every day all day long. So what, can you just give us an idea of like, um, on a daily basis, what are some of the meals that you're making? Um, yeah, so speaking to your point, no, vegans and vegetarians do not only want to eat salad. Let me just say that twice. Mm, You can say it three times. (laughs) (laughs) That's not all we want. And we don't want to just eat hummus and there's, you know, no shade on hummus. I love hummus. Nope. I don't have any problems with hummus. Don't come at me. Okay, chickpeas. I'm I'm saying that we like variety and we like things that are 
really hardy and remind us of where we came from, so to speak. And down here in the South with the Dallas um, chefs, we do a lot of Southern-based cooking, you know, some of that soul food. Now, I don't do soul food. I don't cook. I can. I can throw down in the kitchen if I want to. But I don't, for my company, I don't do soul food. I don't do the mac and cheese. I don't do the fried oysters. I don't do a lot of those things that remind you of the South. Um, that's just not me. I like convenience and fast because as a mother of now two, I, which I was a mother of three, I, I didn't have time to sit in the kitchen and cook for an hour and a half. I needed to get things out fast for the kids so they could eat, but I wanted it to be healthy. Um, and so I don't necessarily specialize in that, but these other talented chefs do, and it's all good because I love to eat that food. Um, the things that I love to, to go to often are going to be like, you know, I can make a dinner that is, is corn, green beans, sweet potatoes, and, um, some type of alternative meat. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm cool with that. I love my tacos. I love my vegan tacos. I really, really do. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, man. And uh, I love my nachos. I love my chili dogs. I love my um, burgers. I don't, I don't try to eat the alternative meats every single day. I'm not trying to replace bad with bad. I just, um, I just like things that are fast and convenient. I do love to have... A colorful plate that's important to me to have color that's really um, what I try to strive for to have at least four different colors on the plate when I am cooking something and to make it beautiful uh, so you know that's what I really love love when I'm at home and then I also love to create things like and I don't eat this very often because they don't call me thick vegan for nothing I <laughs> I do like to eat my own homemade buttermilk vegan biscuits um, with jam in the morning. I don't eat it every day, just ever so often as a treat because um, they're so doggone good. But it reminds me of, you know, the country. And I love grits and I love oatmeal. People come from miles around to eat my oatmeal. It's really good. Um, I love, you know, vegan eggs and vegan bacon in the morning. I mean, I try to be as traditional as possible um, to because I just love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> and that's the misconception that people think that if I transition to this lifestyle, I'm going to be hungry. Look at me. I'm not hungry. I, you, yes. you won't be. I mean, I could, I could, I'm working to reduced by 20 more pounds so that I could just feel good in my clothes but my health is good I'm I don't have any health problems I'm fine it's just that you know I'm always out there eating and so I need to kick up the exercise and lower the carbs and that's what I'm going to do which is another problem with transitioning especially in this vegan uh, or plant-based lifestyle is that people try and when they're transitioning they will replace with a lot of carbs so that they can feel full and then they see the weight gain and they think something is wrong no just need to alter your your formula so to speak and not increase the carbs and I'll be releasing something here soon related to uh, vegan keto that I think is going to be very, very interesting and hopefully helpful to 
uh, the people who follow me as well. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know a whole lot about keto, but I've heard some people talk about it where it's mostly, well, I don't even, I won't even speak on it because I don't know enough to speak on it. <laughs> so the traditional keto is all about meat, which is like, ugh, gross, but how could you do that? But when people, see, the thing is, it's a diet, right? And when people start to see weight loss results, they think they're going in the right direction or that it's the right thing. I just, I'm, I, I just, I can't get with it. I just don't agree with the traditional keto because of the harmful foods that people are just overloading and putting into their body, like the, the impact on their heart and their cholesterol and all of that is just going to be overwhelming in the future. Um, and so, you know, I want to let people know that you can do keto and experience your weight loss, but you could do it the vegan way without harming your heart. Okay, that sounds interesting for sure. Yeah. So the holiday season is upon us, and it's a popular time for gathering and celebrating with others over food. These traditional dinners, as you know, <laughs> sitting around a turkey or a chicken. How do you navigate this terrain with a plant-based lifestyle? Very easily. <laughs> Again, so I'm the cook in the family, and so I'm the one who's making the meals. And for the last three or four years, um, if I'm home, tr sometimes I, I choose not to be at home because holidays can be very hard on me emotionally um, with the absence of my son. And so I may take trips during the holidays so that I'm not home and, you know, wallowing in my tears. But when I am home, I'm the cook, and so I usually will cook a completely vegan a feast for my immediate family, my brother, my mom, my son, my daughter, for us um, at the house. And they love my food. And so we don't have any problems with that. I, I don't go and visit other people typically over the holidays. Um, not for not because of food. It's just, you know, that's typically not what we do. But you know, if I were, I would simply just walk around the table or the kitchen and find the sides. And <laughs> make sure that there isn't any meat in there and, and have myself a good time. And then I probably would eat way too many slices of pie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I typically don't have any problems. And every year, well, for the last two years, I've hosted a vegan holiday cooking class to help people to prepare uh, meals um, during the holidays that may be vegan or plant-based friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so, I remember the first time I had like a plant-based uh, Thanksgiving and there is just, it's amazing how much you can eat. Like there's so many options of, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, it, it, man, I, last year I sold, the year before and last year I sold vegan, already prepared vegan meals. Um, equipped with turkey and dressing and uh, mashed potatoes and some other things, some greens and so forth. And, you know, customers could buy the whole meal for their family. And um, those did very, very well. And often the customers were really surprised at how how good it was. Like, they couldn't believe it was turkey. And, you know, well, it tasted like turkey, but they're not missing out on turkey and dressing. It's just alternative. And, right. 
you can do so much and not miss a beat um, over the holidays and still be very happy and full. So what advice would you have for somebody who is thinking about going vegan or is just getting started with the process? What advice would I have for someone who's thinking about going vegan or beginning the process? Um, there are three things, and I talk about this during my sessions with folks. Number one, understand your why. Know why you're doing it before you start. And number two, um, be open-minded. If, Like I said before, if your mind is closed, you're not ready. And number three, know within your soul that you are committed to your why um, so that you can stick to it. Like I told another individual, you have to know that you are ready and that you are dedicated and that you understand everything that you put into your mouth that goes into your body is going to have an impact, period. And you either want to kill yourself or you want to live. That's as simple as it is. Yes, that's very good, very good tips. I mean, really, because if if you don't really have a strong motivation, then it's not going to be something you're going to stick to. So you started a successful food truck to help people access healthy and tasty food. And so what's the next big thing that you would hope to accomplish in health and wellness? So just in a short period of time, I've already accomplished accomplished a lot, and I'm excited and very proud of everything I've been able to accomplish with so many people supporting and caring for me and loving me and cheering me on, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, the next big thing to me is to serve more. I believe that I could... I've I've spun off Soul Good into its own B Corporation. We're now a B Corporation dedicated to social innovation and social impact. I mean, we're still for profit. We're still here to make money, but um, I still want to have a positive impact in the community, um, whether it's creating jobs, improving the environment, saving animals, and improving people's health. I still want to have my my foothold in the community, um, especially those communities that have food deserts and aren't necessarily, uh, that don't necessarily have access to healthy food options. And so I'm going to continue to explore how I can have a significant impact and higher volume, serve more people, and save more lives. That's my ultimate goal over the next three years. How I do that is... <laughs> what I'm in the midst of figuring out right now. The food truck, food truck allows me to be mobile. The catering allows me to introduce these foods to more people that would not have had the opportunity to try these foods on their own. And that's wonderful. Now I want to step it up a notch and do more. And so I'm working on that and figuring out what's next. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I love that. I cannot wait to get back to North Texas so I can visit your food truck and actually meet you in person. I would love that. And I love what you all are doing. I appreciate that you are doing this. I think any platform that exists that helps t people to understand uh, this lifestyle and to become more comfortable and less fear, I think is a good thing. And so thank you for doing what you all are doing. 
Thank you. Thank you. And before we go, can you just tell us how can people connect with you and learn even more about your mission? Uh, sure. Everything. Uh, our handle is Eat Soul Good. The name of the company is Soul Good Inc., but uh, our handle is Eat Soul Good, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the website. It's all Eat Soul Good. Okay. Awesome. Well, once again, I appreciate you taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to speak with us about your story. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, Stacey. You have a wonderful uh, day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Cynthia. We're excited about coming up there to Dallas to try some of that soul good food. So now we're going to transition into the food of the show. Today's food of the show is one of my favorite meat replacers, mushrooms. Mushrooms are a versatile and nutritious ingredient with great texture and flavor absorbency. Mushrooms are a fungi which come in a wide range of varieties that belong to two distinct types, cultivated and wild. The varieties are plentiful, wood ear, oyster, criminy, Italian brown, button, shiitake, portabella, and trumpet, just to name a few. Each variety has its own variation of nutritional benefits. Mushrooms contain no cholesterol or fat and have very low carbohydrates. They are also a good source of protein and vitamin D. Mushrooms contain B vitamins as well as a powerful antioxidant called selenium, which helps prevent damage to cells and tissues. Research has shown that mushrooms can help lower cholesterol, fight cancer, and strengthen the immune system, and also battle the effects of aging. The recipe options for mushrooms are as endless as the varieties. You can use them as meat substitutes and spaghetti, burgers, sandwiches, tacos, fajitas, pizza, enchilada, soups, chili, stir fries, pasta dishes, and casseroles. They're also great on the grill for barbecue cookouts. Now, we could go deeper into mushrooms, harvesting them, different medicinal uses, but this is just a quick rundown. So go ahead out there and get creative with some mushrooms and see what you can come up with. Now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. Tired of peanuts? United Airlines is overhauling its 2020 menu to cater more to vegans and to keep up with evolving food trends. Hungry travelers will find options like red beet hummus with roasted vegetables, roasted curry cauliflower with whipped hummus and pomegranate, and vegan stuffed grape leaves. Other carriers that offer plant-based options include Turkish Airlines, Air New Zealand, Emirates, and Aegean. Emirates claims it has more than 170 plant-based recipes in its kitchen to cater to vegan customers and says vegan meals rank as the third most commonly requested special meal in its economy class. In other news, Dean Foods, America's largest milk producer, is filing for bankruptcy. The 94-year-old company has struggled in recent years because Americans are simply drinking less cow's milk. The company's sales tumbled 7% in the first half of 2019 and profit fell 
Dean Food's stock has lost 80% this year, according to CNN. The company produces Dairy Pure, Organic Valley, and Lando Lakes milks. We also recently learned that California's oldest dairy farm is shutting down. The Giacomazzi Dairy has been around for 125 years. Now the family is turning to a more profitable crop. They are starting over as almond farmers. The family currently has 400 acres of almond trees and plans to grow that to 900 acres in the future. Here's some good news for vegan cheese lovers. Texas's very first all-vegan gourmet cheese shop has opened in Austin. A husband and wife team has partnered to bring an artisan cheese dining experience to the city's ever-growing vegan restaurant scene. Rebel Cheese is a unique upscale vegan wine shop in Delhi that centers around plant-based cheeses made in-house. You'll also find sandwich and salad offerings. Now that's a place that I need to go to. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Plan to Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life.